Welcome to the Rent to Rent Success Podcast, the only podcast entirely dedicated to helping you achieve rent to rent success. We talk about the ethical way to get you started in property without buying it. This is our place to inspire each other to believe bigger, to be bolder, and to be game changers for good. Property investors and sisters Stephanie and Nikki Taylor are your guides on this exciting ride. Let's start up the engines and get ready to fly. Hello, hello, hello. It's Stephanie here. Welcome to episode 79 of Ask the Angels, where we answer your rent-to-rent questions. And today, my question is all about, can I combine service accommodations with rent-to-rent HMO? A question that often comes up. But if you would like to have your question answered here, go to renttorentsuccess.com slash ASK, ask. And record your question there. You can record a little voice note uh, for me to answer here. And if you want more rent to rent goodness, if this is not enough for you, then join us on TikTok. We're at rent to rent success. And make sure you follow us over there. And you'll see that over on TikTok, I have my Naked Truth series. Uh, See, go over there to see what I'm talking about. So today, I have Rachel's question. Can I combine HMO and SA? First of all, um, let me quickly explain my take on rent-to-rent HMO versus rent-to-rent SA. If you hear me talking about SA, that's serviced accommodation. And so rent-to-rent HMO is long-term rentals in an HMO, house of multiple occupation, house share, where you're renting out a house by the individual bedrooms and housemates are sharing bathrooms they may have an ensuite but typically they'll be sharing some bathrooms and also they'll be sharing kitchen Uh, so those are long-term rentals and then the other type is serviced accommodation where you're renting on booking.com airbnb as examples and you're renting the whole property out usually as um as well I was going to say as a hotel it's more of a hotel style hospitality style business so when you're taking when you're doing these two things you've got to take there's a few things to take into consideration because they're different the way that you find properties for HMOs is different to how you find properties from SA so with sourcing service accommodation for example you can use a one bed flat or a two bed flat smaller properties are usually really good um, you can use bigger properties as well, but you've got there are more options. There are more small uh, one and two bed flats, and even if you're using big houses for SA, there are more of them than there are of HMOs. So it can be easier to find those properties. But with the strategies that we show you, we it's easier to it's easy to find HMOs as well. But to start off with, you might find it easier getting the service accommodation. But once it comes to managing the properties and the risk and everything else, I think the balance swings to HMOs. HMOs are easier to manage. With HMOs, of course, HMOs is more um, 
more to manage than a single let, but they're easier to manage than the service accommodation. And the reason is, once you have your tenants in with HMOs, they're there for six months at least, and often a lot longer. With a service accommodation business, typically it can be you've got a booking for one night, two nights, three nights. And so you're constantly marketing to new business. So that makes the, the management of a service apartment much higher. Also, you've got people arriving at different times. Often they're relying on flights and trains and um, they might get delayed. And I know there are ways that you can uh, let people in remotely. But of course, all of this requires setting up uh, systems. And in the beginning, you won't have your system straight away, or typically you don't. Um, and it's like running a hotel or hospitality business. You've got to be good at marketing so that you can fill your rooms um, and they're filled a lot of the time. And usually to start off with, at least you need to be on an online booking platform like booking.com or Airbnb. And you pay a good chunk of your income for the privilege of being on those platforms upwards of 15%, one five. So you've got to be at the top of on top of your game with the operations of running your service accommodation business because each guest that comes to you will be able to rate you. And those star ratings are so important for attracting future guests. And if you go on any... Um, of the Facebook communities, you'll see lots of horror stories, parties or um, people leaving the property in a bad condition or leaving a bad review for a very, um, very uh, small thing. So when I'm talking about the operations, I'm talking about the cleaning, making sure the um, apartment is ready, being on hand when people are late being able to reply to queries that might come in the middle of the night, the risks of parties and those sorts of issues which are more challenging to manage. So again, you've got to put a lot more time in it. So on the time investment side, HMOs are much more efficient. You don't need to invest so much of your time to run a profitable HMO as you do to run a profitable service accommodation business and it's okay on service accommodation perhaps if you've got one property but certainly if you've got a handful of them that's a lot of running around or a lot of cost if you've got a team who are running it for you which brings me on to the profits often you see people um, online bragging about they've got a thousand pounds a night or a thousand pound a week on a booking but that money coming in for the service accommodation business is higher, but the costs going out are also higher. You've got all the costs that you've got for an HMO in terms of the bills, but you've also got those cleaning costs. If you've outsourced, you've got team costs, you've got the online portal costs. So around 50% of that revenue you can see is gone straight away. And oftentimes when I've talked with people and asked them what net they're getting from their essays, some of our HMOs beat it. So the potential for profits for a service accommodation is high. But when it comes down to the reality of the profits achieved, especially by people who are just starting, it's, it's, it's usually lower. So you often get more consistent profitability in an HMO than you do in a service accommodation. So because of that, the risks for running a service accommodation business are so much higher than running 
an HMO business. Many areas will drop off in winter than in summer. And and it really, the, the location makes such a difference. And having the property done up to a super high standard, so it stands out on the um, Airbnb booking.com portals, which are so different from the spare room portals that you need to dress your property for when you've got an HMO. So what I would say to you to summarize, if you've got little time and little money to start off with, then I really suggest that you start off with HMO. If you've got more time, then you might want to go down the service accommodation routes, more time and more money. You might want to go down the service accommodation route. So back to the today's question, I wanted to give you that background first, so you know where I'm coming from. Should you combine rent-to-rent service accommodation with rent-to-rent HMO? Well, as I've already said, they're very different businesses. So if you're at the very start, which I know that Rachel is, my advice is choose one. Choose one. You have to get your first property first. So choose whether you're going to go for HMO or service accommodation because there are differences in the things you do. Setting up one business, getting one property is is enough. You don't need to have it so that you're doing two competing things at the same time. Once you've got your first one in place, then you can consider where to go after that. But what I would say to you as well, if you're considering doing both, is you get efficiencies in business by developing systems and doing the same thing over and over and over again. So for us to bring on a new HMO is just rinse and repeat. And we've got a team that can do that for us. But to bring on a a new service accommodation, we'd have to set up everything from scratch. So for us, it's more time and economically efficient to just grow our HMO business. Now, it's not to say that you should never do both at the same time, but certainly start off with one and then diversify. There are people running both types of businesses successfully, so I'm not saying don't do it, but just at the start, focus. You know, I've said that before, focus on achieving success on one. Um, I've mentioned that analogy, which I love, which is if you're building one bridge uh, across a river, and it's going to take you four hours, you're going to be on the other side in four hours. If you're building, or even four weeks, four months, maybe I should have expanded it out a longer time. But if you're building two bridges, it takes longer before you get to the other side. And the other side is where the cash flow is. So if you haven't started yet, focus on one. If you have started and you already have properties, then think about First of all, there's there's a lot of leverage in leveraging what you already have. If you've got a, a business, a rent-to-rent business that's already working, it, 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 you're going to get easier results from continuing with that type of business. But if you want the challenge of setting up a second type of business, by all means, go ahead. But I've given it you there. Start with one. That's my advice, Rachel. It's, and it's not forever. Don't feel you're cut off from whichever you choose. You can always add more things in later. So uh, 
that's it. If you want to get started uh, in Rent to Rent HMO, if you want to go on the Rent to Rent Kickstarter men- mentorship, then do make sure that you've watched that masterclass. It's got things we've never discussed on the podcast. It's got the case studies and it's got information about our mentorship. It's the only way to work closer with Nikki and I. It's, and you can see the masterclass at renttorentsuccess.com slash guide, G-U-I-D-E. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for being with me here today. If you would like more, we've written the number one best-selling book on Rents to Rent. You can find it at renttorentsuccess.com slash book. Reviewers on Amazon have described it as the best Rent to Rent HMO book and also as a definitive reference guide and inspirational. Take your next step today and buy the book. You can find it at rent2rentsuccess.com slash book. And I'll see you again next time. Until then, remember, believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer.